The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager, only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Pack it up, pack it in, let me begin. This is the Chess Cut Podcast. Battle me, that's a sin. It's Rick Dan, it's Mark, it's you, it's me. We're all back. We've been away, but we've come back. How are we, boys? Good? It's good to say you're not sick. Yeah, it's great to be back. I got a little bit of a uh, virus, and then I couldn't make it here last week because of transport issues. <laughs> you need to get that car sorted. You, know, you need to get it sorted. I know. It's not probably at the top of my list of priorities, but it's somewhere... Probably fifth. Was it car issues or was it petrol prices? <laughs> That's a good call. It's definitely car issues, but you do make a good point. They're fucking horrific. However, I did fill up on the way to yours tonight and they're back to normal. Relatively yeah. normal. Yeah, $1.50. Yeah, that's normal now. Fuck a yeah. year ago, that would have been... We were down at 80 cents in the middle of the pandemic and sometimes 59 at some service. That's how... That's 2020, actually. That's a lie. Yeah. It's a while ago, but it's crazy. Oh, yeah. You remember... Growing up, when petrol got to a dollar, mm-hmm. I remember mm. the day the servo board changed to a dollar, and everyone was like, "Yes, no one's going to drive anywhere anymore." This I remember. Is so I remember seeing it at like one hundred one point nine. I'm like, "This is fucking crazy." Yeah, I've never seen this before. And then these are unprecedented times. Milestones: dollar twenty. What the fuck? A dollar fifty. I remember I was in Adelaide, dollar fifty, and I was on uh, Green Hill Road. And I saw the board, it was a dollar fifty, and I thought, no one can afford to drive in prices like this. And right now it's a bargain at a dollar fifty. Yeah. And yeah. When, oh, I put thirty five dollars in instead of fifteen dollars before. Like I was that excited about the prices. Like <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> You're gone places yeah. in that car. It's crazy. All right. Um uh, yeah, we uh we weren't here for Wednesday and Sunday episodes, so we're now back. Back to normal. Hopefully, we'll be a little bit more. What's the word when you consistent? Yeah, that's the word. Yeah. So, uh, do I get the blame for the podcast not running smoothly the past few weeks? I, yes. I actually considered doing a solo podcast, but then I thought that's just going to get so awkward after about five minutes. Like I'm- when you don't laugh at your own jokes. Yeah. <laughs> oh Very god. Bad. Uh, um, how how was your week? Anything happened in the last time since we've been here? Oh, I have something. Oh, a bit's happened. On, yeah. we- on Wednesday. 
I had a couple of days off work last week. On Wednesday, I messaged Mark. I said, what are you up to? You want to do something? You're keen to go and... Oh, so you weren't sick? Just normal time? No, just normal. Okay. And Mark said, yeah, 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 that sounds good. What do you want to do? We'll go and have you to tennis. So... It was your idea. It was my idea. We've been talking about it for a while, so yeah. I thought it's time to just... We actually discussed we were going to do a, a American doubles or something. Doubles. Yeah. Are you any good at tennis? I said I was amazing, but I'm shit, but you don't need to know that. Okay. So... I was working it out. After we finished playing, I asked you how long it had been since you played. And you said, oh, maybe a year or something like that. Which is the truth. For me, I last played when I remember Moss was only just one year old. So it's nearly three years ago. It's been a while since I've played. Anyway, we get out to the courts, warming up a little bit, and I was hitting some serves. like Big ones. Bang. Well, you were left for dead. Bingo, bango. Like, Like, he was landing them. I'm like, I don't know. you know, I don't have time for this. I want to go home. Well, I don't want to really be around any of this behaviour. So Just <laughs> nailing bomb after bomb after bomb. And I was like, yeah, I've got this here. Yeah, And, and I'm thinking like... A couple of decent forehands. Hopefully we only have to just sort of have a friendly hit and then I can leave in maybe half an hour. Like, that was the mindset. Actually, you said, what happens if we finish the set too quickly? Do we go for a second or was that o- That is over? actually true. I did say and that. And I was like, no, nah, I'll see how we go. Two sets will be right. Anyway, first couple of games, what happens? Two games up to love, I am. Oh my god! And I'm broke his serve straight away. Has he won a point Sir, at this point? One, uh, one, one two. Yeah, and I'm thinking, am I playing Rick or Roger Federer? Like I don't know. <laughs> like what, what's going on here? And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, if I can get out of here with one game and I can lose like six one six love, I can go home and be happy, and hopefully it doesn't get brought up on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so what transpires after this is. Mark then proceeds to beat me 6-2. He did not drop a game what? in the first set. No, after the 2-love, it went to 6-2. And then what happened in the second set? 2-love. I'm up again. <laughs> I broke his serve. I won yeah. my first service I'm game. in trouble. Obviously, I'm thinking it's a fluke. 6-3. I can't believe it. But okay. do you know what happened? My tennis racket was broken. Oh, here we go. (laughs) It broke very late in the match. No, it didn't. I think it was broken early because I just wasn't hitting them. Didn't seem broken when you won the first two games in the second set. (laughs) Was he getting angry too? Because Rick gets really competitive. Of course, I dealt with it it very, very well. But then it got me thinking. And just before we started recording, (laughs) I was looking at. Nick Kyrgios' latest outburst. Yeah. So Kyrgios is playing a clay court tournament, or was. He's been knocked out now, in Houston. And sometimes when things aren't going your way, you just want to fucking scream. Mm. Like it gets mm. – and maybe it's not everyone. Maybe some people are like, oh, yeah, I'm losing, whatever. Well, it's even worse in his case because he was right about all these outcalls. Yeah. Not- so what's happened? Guy hits the ball. It's um, getting towards set point. And it clearly bounced out, and he's like played the ball back, and then he's looking up at the umpire like, "You're going to make a call." Umpire doesn't make the call, so he starts in a very Nick Curious fashion, mm. just absolutely howling at the umpire. This is fucking stupid. What are you even doing here if you can't make a call? Blah blah blah. Fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> Tennis though is one of those games where you're playing and you go on TV. It looks so easy, and then when you're playing, you're like, "Why aren't I better?" Like, why can't I hit the Your ball? Your mind back? is better you know, at the it The only than your sport body. I think that defeats it in that regard is golf. Those mm. two games, you're like, you watch it on TV, you're like, okay, swing, swing, I get it. And then you go out and play and you just, 
You suck. <laughs> Golf is golf is worse, I think. Yeah, because yeah, golf's number one, tennis is number two. With I, tennis, if you can play with someone who's kind of roughly at your same level, all you're doing is hitting a, ba- a ball back and forth. It's only when you want to get competitive that you start trying to hit it harder, you know, a bit of topspin, cut the ball a bit, all of that sort of stuff. If we were going to be put on a lie detector test right now and I was going to be honest about my tennis skills, I'm about a two out of ten. Okay. That's pretty shit. Okay, uh, two weeks ago I would have said three out of ten. Now I'm thinking I might get sponsored by Babolat because I'm <laughs> fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> I had the Rafael Nadal Babolat racket. I'm like, oh yeah. Not uh, broken, by the way. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, that's what I was. Um, and it, yeah, it works really well. <laughs> and wins you all the games. So Mark's strength is he hits a deep ball. Yeah. If you and know about tennis. It lobs into most the very people, back court. Yeah. Most people, you just hit it back and it bounces in yeah. like halfway through the court. I shut my which eyes is unfortunately and what I was doing. And Mark was just hitting a deep ball and it just really got on but top But we're of having it. a rematch. <laughs> oh, fuck. And it's going to be... Seriously, okay. buy your tickets. <laughs> I can't wait for this because if you towel him up again... I need to buy like, a new racket look, first. my shoelaces were undone the whole time. <laughs> Something's going to happen. Oh, God. Don't say shit like that. Hey... 2-0, 2-0, to then lose the set. The racket's not broken, mate. Yeah. The racket is visibly broken, Dan. The best part about this is he wants revenge. You know what I reckon? I reckon as soon as that game set match, he turns around, breaks the racket, walks over here to shake your hand and goes, good game, man, but I reckon my, my racket's yeah. broken. Nah, he's <laughs> He want, he wants uh, revenge. There's Come no doubt about me. it. Yeah, okay. Something else. You know, um, I just looked over at your drink there, Dan, sugar-free. Mm-hmm. I'm not against all four sugar-free stuff, generally speaking, but I was at the shops on Monday last week and I just felt like an iced coffee. I don't have them very often, but every now and then. And I thought, have you You would have seen, I don't know if you stock them, but Fleurier Milk Company, mm. they've got iced coffees and chocolate flavours and all that sort of stuff, but they've got a sugar-free iced coffee. And I've had like the Dare sugar-free iced coffee before, tastes great. And I thought, you know what, support a local brand i'm gonna have a go at this one fuck it's disgusting really it's like sugar-free as in like we've added no sweetness to yeah, it it's just sour it's milk just like you make yourself a coffee and then leave it in the fridge for three days oh. it's so gross it's so gross but i got sucked in i was like oh yeah sugar-free responsible choice blah 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 i've not yeah it's very rare that you get a sugar-free that isn't absolutely yeah. packed with something absolutely when, so that's where it tricked me when someone chooses a sugar-free drink Typically, from the way you guys look at it, would you opt for, let's go Coca-Cola, zero sugar Coke, so Coke Zero or the normal Coke, what's the better option? I just think the other... the body. Because people always complain about the chemicals that go into a Coke Zero. So what is actually the better drink for you? I don't know. I tried to do a lot of research on this and find out if it's... Is it aspartame? Is that what it's called? Something like that is in the sugar? Because it's basically like, do you want... 40, 50 grams of sugar in your body or some chemical, you don't really know what it is. Well, that, that chemical that I looked up. Aspartamine is what you Aspartamine, is that what it is? I think so. Yeah, That's something it. like That's, that. Okay, give me the I think he's going to look it up now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've found heaps of support say it's terrible for you. Very cancer, can, gives you cancer, fucks you up. And then others that have said, nah, been trialed and this and that and it's absolutely fine. So oh, it gives you cancer. Yeah. Well, what you doesn't could, though? You could Remember when you said this, anything can give you cancer. Mm. Coffee, yep. yeah, cancer. Yep. Fish and chips, mm. yeah, cancer. Standing in one spot gives you cancer. Yeah, but how long? I don't know. It depends on how long in the sun you are. 
<laughs> That's actually true, though. I know. <laughs> That's accurate. I have you found that. it yet? Have you found it? Dozens of studies have linked aspartame, A-S-P-A-R-T-A-M-E, however you say that, the world's most widely used artificial sweetener to serious health problems, including cancer, cardiovascular disease, Alzheimer's disease, seizures, stroke, dementia, as well as negative effects such as intestinal dysbiosis, mood disorders, headaches, and migraines. Mm. Horrible. Sign me up. I don't have any of those, <laughs> but I can't remember them. So. Yeah. Uh, 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 not bad. Not bad. On the wrong side of the couch. Hey. I'll, I'll pay that. All right. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Look, I didn't have an exciting week, but do you know what broke on my car? My central locking. Doesn't work anymore. Now, does your dad still have the same car as me? Yeah. Okay. Does he? I don't know if you're going to I know wish this. my car had central locking. <laughs> Oi, mine, mine was you great. You still use your key to lock and unlock your car, don't you? Yeah. I, I've now gone back to doing that. And it used impossible. to have the central locking. Now it doesn't. Impossible. Today, and this fucking infuriated me. I wanted to send a letter to Subaru going, what the fuck were you thinking? I've bought a whole trolley of groceries to the back of my car. Trying to fucking get my thing to work. It works maybe one every four hundred presses. Like that's how fucked it is. It's a good ratio. Probably just the transponder in your key. Nah, I've changed the battery and I've used the spare key with a new battery. Same problem. It's the receiver in the car. Anyway, I thought, oh, I'll just fucking get the key out and undo the boot that way. Doesn't have a fucking key thing on the back. (laughs) Then I thought, okay, annoying. I'll walk to the front driver's seat and flick the little latch. Doesn't have a fucking boot latch. I can't open my boot to put my groceries in there. Annoying as fuck. Always complaining about something. Oh, that's a that's a third world problem that needs to be fixed by me this week. That's a first world problem, I reckon. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Yeah. <laughs> People in Ukraine, like <laughs> People in Ukraine. Uh, Did you hear about Dan Wilson over in Adelaide? He can't unlock his boot with the key. Fire out. <laughs> House gets blown up. Jeez, that's bad. Yeah. Fucking poor me. I'm telling you. Yeah. The one thing that you um, were really excited about in our time off. Yeah. The biggest drug bust we've ever seen in South Australia. This Look, was insane. You know that I'm not really good at remembering numbers, but yes, I am. 465 kilos of cocaine was seized in South Australia. The biggest drug bust in the state's history. Mm. You know, if you're going to import, this is just my OCD. Why wouldn't they have just tried to get 500 kilos in? Yeah. Why not an even number? 465, I'd just be like, come on, guys, get, now, it, get that extra 35 if was, kilos. If it was 465 kilos of methamphetamine, then I would have had a big smile on my face. Because was it, it was re- cocaine, I was a bit disappointed. Was it really that much? I thought it was a little bit less than that. <laughs> what? I thought it was a little bit less than that. I think it was 465. I'm going to look it up. But yeah. do you know how they hit it on the way in? I looked into this, and it was fucking so clever. Yeah. So... They leave the... Not, evidently not that clever. Yeah, It was actually. Uh, it was a bit of luck that got them caught. Well, not their luck. Tell us what. Okay. So they leave the port uh, from Colombia. Yeah. All the checks are done. Yeah, all well, this is normal stuff. No, no, no dodgies. It meets up with another boat, gets given all the cocaine. It then sails or floats or does whatever it does all the way down to... Floats. <laughs> comes sails. Down here, comes down here. Let me sail. Took, me took sail. a while to get here. Yeah, no oh, wind, no wind today. <laughs> And they, they were like uh, five, six Ks, I think, off of the York Peninsula. They then drop the drugs under the water in like a holding thing and then set like a GPS. Yeah, like a GPS location. Then come into the port here, 
unload the normal goods, and then a few days later, they go out in a different boat, go collect it, and then come back. It's pretty clever. That's brilliant. Hmm. But where did it come undone? There was a tip off. So when they did get to Port Adelaide, and they went on there, and they're like, "There's no fucking drugs on here." They went and checked the GPS locations on. The how, did, how did they have the GPS location? There's a website, this is true, called marinetracker.com and every commercial vessel that travels with any goods on it, actually I think it's even passengers, is on this tracker and they're all live GPS so you can see mm. where the, where it's gone, where it's been, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. There's your answer. Bang. And then, yeah, they um, went out and they were searching and searching. I think it's like day two or something they found it and they were like, holy fuck. Imagine finding that. And then they reported it uh, on day 12. <laughs> <laughs> the person like, that That's reported where the 35 kilos went. It was 500. It's and 400. the person that I've reported it to us was very talkative. <laughs> so 400 kilos of cocaine. Yep. No, it's 465. Really? Yeah. Uh, it's worth $250 million. Okay, so not that much. Oh, hey, on the weekend, we had this in our group chats today, that tackle that happened in the NRL. Oh, yes. So this lady streaker comes onto the pitch. Not streaker. She's got jeans on and she's in a bra. Like She's love. having a good time. She would have had plenty of piss. Right? Yeah, mate. She's on the sugar cane champagne. <laughs> she's probably had a couple of bloody tin whistles before the game. <laughs> she gets to the edge and someone goes, I bet you won't take your top off and run across the field. Did she have a top off? Yeah, it's just in a, she was in, just a, in a bra. bra. Oh, and jeans. Nice. Good work. And she goes, I reckon I'm going to do that. And so she does. And off she goes, fucking flouting around on the field. Mm-hmm. And then this one of the security guards missed her and the other one just lined her up. from Come off the long run, about 10 metres steaming in. Obviously an ex-player. It was brilliant. <laughs> and Picked her up. Oh, far out. <laughs> she He's, got fucked on. She, <laughs> it was big, he knocked the big one. He pile-drove this poor bitch. <laughs> he knocked, so a, fart, he knocked a fart out of her freckle. He fucking, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, he bang. Yeah. And then... Obviously, they apprehended her and took her away. And then it was, there's all this... <laughs> Put her in an ambulance. <laughs> there's all this chat like, oh, that was too rough and all this sort of stuff. But let's think now about people who have rushed <laughs> the fields in sporting games over history. Okay. Now, I've he, got one for you. Here's an example. Andrew Simons. Beverly D'Angelo, 1982 Grand Final, Carlton and Richmond. You weren't even born. I know. Yeah. I just know. Well, how, how old was Beverly at the time, Mark? Uh, she would have been in her mid-twenties, and when she ran on, I've seen photos, she has a bush. So Beverly. Oh, does, she was Starks. Yeah, she does not like shaving. Mm. Yeah, Good right. fact for you. Beverly and her beaver ran on the field. Yeah. What about um, what happened with Monica Sellers? Didn't she get she uh, stabbed? stabbed? Yeah. What? Yeah. So everyone's going, oh, they were too heavy-handed and all this sort of stuff, but then people are like, <laughs> Someone well, hang, got stabbed. well, hang on a sec. What if, like, she, was, she had clothes on. She could have had a weapon. She yeah. could have been out and just stabbed one of the players or something like that. That's, hey, that's has she under, hang on, that's very underestimated what we're talking about. A tennis player getting stabbed in the middle of a match. Yeah. That, is, that should be more well-known. By a crazed fan. Yeah. What? Hang on, a fan of hers? Yes. It's like some what? crazy thing. Yeah. I can't have her. No one can. I'm just going to That's so her. weird. Wow. So hectic. So, Han, has this lady complained about being hurt? Is this why this is... The, no, she, she's actually come out and said, fair play. Oh, so she's happy with the result. Yeah. I respect that. That's good. I'll what, get, wait, get what her a, actual words. What about all the feminists that are complaining like, oh, you know, that security guard didn't need to do that. Hang on. Back it up. 
wouldn't it be more insulting to treat her better than what a male streaker would have been treated? I just, to, yeah, run, well, to off, run onto the ground and take her off politely, that's not um, – you're not treating – There's no equality there. Yeah, there's no equality. You're not treating people fairly. Well, I think the problem is – You tackle the, the first one that her. tries that to is, grab her. That is fair play. The first one that grabs her, she shrugs off and starts running. So the second guy, he's already gone, all right, she's yeah. not playing game right Blade now. Blade lock her. Yeah, yeah I've like got that. to take her down. So – she, like she said, I did I did the time, got the crime, and now yeah. I'm in hospital forever. <laughs> so she says... She's a quadriplegic. Is basically the, the tackle was honestly fine. I think it's fair play. I got what I deserved, and he should keep his job because some of the people are saying the security guard should get sacked. Yeah, no, that's a bit too far. He did his job. It's funny, though. I've like, got a friend who's a security guard. Yeah. And can you imagine saying to him, hey, you've done this training... Your job is to keep people safe, or if some idiot from the crowd runs onto the field, you've got to stop him. And then he does exactly what he's been told to do, mm-hmm. and they say, sorry, mate. You lose your job. Was, you did that a little bit too hard. Like, no. You did your wob. Your wob? You did your job too well. Yeah. I don't want to flex, but I am fairly fast on my feet. Do you guys ever look at streakers and people that run onto the ground and always think, how come you didn't get further or do better? They always yeah. get they always get caught so quickly, and you're like, I get it, you're you're full of piss, but man, like when I'm drunk, I can still fucking run and there, dodge. There needs to be like, like a these, premeditated these one where he's got are, like proper running like oh, footy boots on. He's got a bit traction. Are so shit, <laughs> like they're just so uncoordinated. Like slip over. Do you like, know what? They're always fucking pissed off their face though. That's the that's yeah, what gets but them that's undone. What I'm getting at like I could still fucking. Dodge when I'm like full of piss. Like, Question for you: Would yeah. you ever do it? I wouldn't, and I've thought about it as a way to promote the old YouTube channel back in the day. Mm. But it got to a point where it was just being so thrashed. Yeah, and everyone was like, "Oh, you run under the ground, oh hero, like loser." And it's, everyone that like, I just think it would have been bad publicity. It's pretty selfish though, as well. Like, um, is it Marty and Michael? Yeah, 2020 Grand Final. Right? Yeah, see, like. Maybe at the, like the very start of the quarter before the balls even bounce, yeah. great time to do it. Don't do it mid game where it can so actually. That, so fuck that was the up. most premeditated thing I've ever seen, besides Vitali stuff, right? So their argument was we ran on at a time where we knew the game wouldn't be affected. Yeah. Now, boys, I'm sorry, but I'm not sure if you rock up to footy games on the regular, but you ran on when there was a stoppage at the other end. Mm. Their bad luck was the fact that the ball moved quickly. To their end when they're on the ground. Yeah. So their argument in their heads was like, we're going to run on, then we're going to announce to the public that are going to be pissed off, that we affected the game, and our argument will be, hang on, we didn't affect the game, but they did. They stuffed up, and they probably should have done it after a goal was kicked, mm. rather than a stop. That's, that's my call. Never do it during a live game. If you're going to do it for promotional reasons, and try and be cool. Yeah, so what about when the pig got onto the ground? There's a pig at full forward. Sandy Roberts, 1994, St. Kilda, Sydney Swans, SCG. Absolutely. Jesus Christ. How the hell do you fucking get a pig into the football? I thought you were about to give me a compliment about my knowledge. I I, I wanted to. (laughs) It'd have to be a duffel bag. And back then before a lot of terrorists. so nasty to that pig. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Even imagine how much. duffel bag. (laughs) Such a good moment in um, football. Yeah, and didn't it take him ages to catch it? Because it's yeah. such a fast little fucker. Some official ran on, grabbed it, and then shoved it. Um, no, no, sorry. He tried to get it. One of the players do- dove on it and then shoved it in the official's face as if to say, here's your pig. <laughs> yeah. You should have been able to catch it. Mm. It was left up to me. Hey, and um, not as cool as that, but have you seen 
even recently, last six, eight months, um, there's a video somewhere, it might be a soccer game, of a cat hanging from uh, a balcony, like it's a, maybe the second tier in a stadium, and it's holding there and like there's 10,000 people below it like filming and yelling and then it lets go and someone catches it. Have you seen this? No. I'll need th- to find it. I think it. I have. Yeah, it's actually like, I was like, holy fuck, and this thing, I don't even know what it's holding onto, but it ends up falling. But again, how the fuck does someone get a cat I, nowadays into yeah. a fucking stand? Animals and sports, one of the stories I remember hearing was back in the days in the SANFL when Central Districts played Port Adelaide Magpies. And for anyone listening, Central Districts is a very, very, very feral area of Adelaide up north, Elizabeth. When they used to play, Central District supporters would... Um, have dead magpies hanging oh, over the fence. Oh my god! And shaking them. You can't do through that. sticks. Dead magpies. Oh, that's yeah. not acceptable. So that's what that's. that's and, what we're okay, here's with. the thing though. How many magpies are you talking about? Like two or three that they might have found that were dead, or they're killing them. <sighs> my guess is they're fucking killing them. That's fucked. <laughs> but it's the seventies and the eighties. Like, who knows what's going on? Like, crazy supporters. So man. what happened was. They get a whole bunch of supporters out on day release. <laughs> they take them to the park with a pack of Panadol. Yeah. They chuck them out for the magpies, die. Then they go and heckle Port Adelaide and then they Shove go a back, stick up their ass and then go back oh to my, jail. Yeah. That's way too much. Mate, a lot of stuff happens out of Elizabeth. You know, as far <clears> as the world is, and, and even we've got a war going on, the world's never been better, ever, in the history of time. I nah. reckon. Yeah. Th- yeah. 60s is mine. You reckon that's the best, Tom? Uh, why would you want one of these things if you didn't have to have it? I agree. Technology is so cool and amazing, but the world's probably better off without it. Yeah. You reckon? So you, are you we, saying we now? Lo- we have lost our connections with human beings because oh, of phones. 100%. Or have we gained them? No, we think, think we have. Oi, shout out to everyone listening right now that's young. <laughs> Everyone's listening to us. because but, yeah. <laughs> but the generations that are coming through are extremely antisocial due to... Mobile phone devices and yeah. technology. Well, 100%. You talk to friends all day, but don't say a word. If you have it's a... It's disgusting. What do you mean you don't say a word? Have you ever seen kids with phones? Like, t- I'm talking like just pre-teens or teens. They are rectangle-eyed little goose bags, and they talk to their friends, inverted commas, goose all day. Bag. Goose bags is good. Oh, I was just try- I'm trying to not to swear as much, actually. Yeah, no, let it all out. Talk to their friends all day, but they don't speak. They're just constantly messaging and stuff like that. Oh, you mean so they're, they're Snapchat, communicating, but they're not actually Twitter, talking. Yeah. Facebook, Messenger. Far Do out. you think in 300 years we'll lose the ability to talk? Yes. Yeah. But I'm not joking. Like we forget how to speak again. Yeah, that's the next step in evolution is that it's all just... Voice boxes will stop being used. Oh, just crazy. got LED like screens on our foreheads and they're tapped into our brain and it just comes up with writing. Oh, that's scary. I, I'm fearing for where we're heading. With AI is a scary thing. The war in Ukraine, man. I've, I expected things to die down and they're not. Well, you know what else has died down? What? Something that we didn't really hear a lot of. Jim Carrey has pretty much pulled the pin. Okay. See you later. That was a very inappropriate segue. You reckon? Uh, no, not bad. <laughs> I'm only joking. Jim Carrey, one of my favourite actors of all time. So my favourite comedy, Dumb and Dumber. Fucking amazing. I watched that. The there night. are so many good movies that he's in. He's a he is a star, and he always gets ridiculed by so many people online. Oh, Jim Carrey, this that. Oh, sorry for being so funny and successful. Yeah, but do you know he's changed a lot from. I know he's a bit weird. Of course he's weird. He has to be weird. He's a fucking 
legend weirdo. He's fucking so funny. I love him. This announcement to me feels like this already happened though, ten years ago. You know, like why? It just feels like he. Did. I know why because he hasn't made any good films. No, he hasn't done any. What, yeah, well, the Hedgehog one and two. Oh, there you go. Yeah, enough said. Yeah. So, what was his? What was the probably the point where you went? Oh, okay, things are fading here. Fun with Dick and Jane, that movie. Uh, probably yeah, yeah, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. <laughs> oh, number twenty three. That movie. Oh, oh, that no, that was good. Was that good? Uh, yeah, that was like a suspense thriller, uh, psychological thriller. We call that mixed reviews, actually. Mm. No, I thought that was. I right. haven't seen it recently yeah, so enough to I. make. It. I know a lot of people that don't like it. But this is what I'm saying: is did, did he do a couple of movies where you start going like, oh, okay, this is. Not not well, near, near where it was. No, don't be disrespectful. I think he's done the body of work. If you sat down and watched the very first movie he was in and watched pretty much everything up until whatever came last out of Bruce Almighty or Yes Man is uh, fire. Mm. Everything is so good. I'm glad we can agree on this. Did it start at The Mask? Is that where he really broke out? I think that was his first. The Mask was 1994, Cameron Diaz's first big film. Oh, what a smoke show. Yeah, love it, love it. Um, and from there... She comes the, in out of the rain and every little boy's ooh. little willy can just go a little bit... Ooh-hoo. I know. That same year he did Dumb and Dumber. Really? Same year? Yeah. Then he moved on and he did the Ace Ventura Pet Detective When Nature Calls. One, two and three. And he just went fucking bang, dude. Hey, while we're on the subject of actors, do you know yeah. what's really... And we should do this. We should look into it and do a bit of a, a time. Mm. Of actors that were going to play roles that didn't. That's so... Uh, there's so many of them yeah. that like you think... Fuck, I wonder if the movie would have been better with that person or not, even if it's still a great movie. Great point. The funniest thing about this point is when you hear about these stories, oh, this guy, this actor was going to play Jack in Titanic, but he missed out. And everyone will always say the same thing. Oh, thank God he didn't. That guy would have been shit. But you only say that because you know that that actor played that Mm. guy in the film and the film was successful. But what if it could have been a little bit more successful? You know things with your brain. so. Do you know someone that was meant to play Jack? Not, not off the top of my head, but I've read about an actor that did, and I wish you Is Johnny Depp one. Does that refresh anything? No, we, oh, we need to look it up, like mm. maybe after the podcast. But there's so many interesting ones. Yeah, maybe we'll do a bit and of research. actors that um, they get offered the part, they read the script, and they go, "Oh no, yeah. that's not for me." And then the movie like wins Academy Awards and goes oh, on just, to be it's like just a, so successful, a yeah. classic. Fuck. Yeah, right, do you want to hear some? Yeah, yeah, tell me. Yeah. Lily Allen turned down the role of Yara on Game of Thrones. Thank God. Javier Bardem turned down the role of Danny in Minority Report. Okay. Played by Colin Firth, the Irish guy that did the sex tape. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice job. Uh, Zendaya. She's that new girl who's in the Spider-Man movies, and she was in um, June recently. Yeah. Dropped out of playing Aliyah in Lifetime Biopic, Aliyah, the Princess of R&B. I feel like there's been a lot of roles that have been turned down by actors that were picked up by Nicolas Cage. He's just oh. like, you know what? If you don't want it, I've got it. <laughs> Put the bunny back in the box. Will Smith turned down the role of Django in Django Unchained. Really? And the role of Neo in The Matrix. You know what they call that? Oh, that's a big, That's a good one. That's keep, the stuff I like. Keep Will Smith out of that fucking movie. <laughs> Liam Neeson turned, the, turned down the role of playing James Bond. Oh, he would have been. Oh, he's, you know what? I Taken One is a great movie, but Liam Neeson trying to do Taken Three and Four. Oh man, he looks like a grandpa trying to run down the street. He's not cool anymore. Yeah, too Move much. On. How's, Move on, how, Liam. how's this one? 
Claire Danes turned down the role of playing Rose in the Titanic. There we go. I remember this. This was because she didn't want to do another romance with Leonardo DiCaprio, DiCaprio saying she just didn't have it in her after filming Romeo and Juliet. What was wow. he? Was he a little bit of a wanker on set? Oh, he's probably just trying to... What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne turned down the role of Jules in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Shouldn't have now, we're getting that, should to the, now we're getting to the interesting ones. <laughs> no, it's just a great point. Yeah. Um, it's probably a true story. Leo DiCaprio turned down the role of Patrick Bateman in American Psycho. Wow. Great, great move because Bale kills it. Yeah, he does. That's a great... Oh. Hey, you saying what you said you wouldn't okay. say. Actually, one of the best... Okay. The film that I didn't like when I first saw it and then re-watched it after sort of knowing what they're trying to do and what, what it's about, American Psycho is number one for me. Really? First time I saw it, I'm like, what is this crap? <laughs> Next time I saw it, after like looking into it. Or did you get 8. a bit more 5. mature and understand it better? Bit of that as well. Yeah. But great film. <laughs> what is this crap? You got any more? Drew Barrymore turned down the role of starring role of Sydney in Scream, took the role of oh. Casey instead. That's for the best because no one was expecting her to die at the start. And when she died, everyone in the audience would have just gone, what the fuck's going yeah. on? Yeah, that's a great that's point. That's like too. one of like the main actors and she just got her fucking head, fucking throat slit. There you go. Well, that's a few for you. That was good. You're welcome. I'm glad we didn't have to wait till next week for that. Yeah. That's good. But wait. Brilliant. We mentioned uh, Will Smith again. A lot has fallen out since we last spoke about this. <sighs> what fell out? Um, well, his wife's hair. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope she's not listening because if she was, she would have fucking told Will and he'd be around here any oh, fucking he second and give you a big slap in your fucking face. All right, no, he uh, he did an apology. What do you think of the apology? It, it To me, it sounded like it came from the bottom of his social media account manager's heart. <laughs> that's brilliant. <laughs> and I don't... <laughs> I don't that's, hear it. that's so far down. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. I don't know. I, it, to me, it was From the like, bottom of his social media account manager's assistant's nephew's... <laughs> Here's the problem. Dog's heart. Love it. Here's the problem I have. In the heat of the moment, he made the wrong decision, right? From the time he slapped poor Chris Rock in his innocent face mm-hmm. to the time he won Best Actor and got up on stage, you have a lot of time to process your thoughts and realise that you owe Chris Rock an apology, right? He didn't do it. It was only a couple of days after. It was a written apology. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but... He apologised to the Academy that night and everyone there. He never apologised to Chris Rock and that's why I do not accept his bullshit apology. No, apparently he... I don't know if this is true. Did he not go up to him afterwards and apologise or not? I've never heard about that and I doubt it. If, he, if he's apologising to his face in person but he didn't apologise on the mic when he won Best Actor, I'm not believing that that apology what you, ever What happened. are your thoughts on social media post apologies? Like, is that the biggest cop-out ever? No, it's, yeah, it needs to be... Like actually said, that's the that's the real apology. <clears throat> because the thing is, if I smash you in front of a group of fifty people, and then I pull pull you aside <laughs> and say, hey, "Sorry about that," 
you've been humiliated in front of everyone, and then I just carry on being a jack like wanker in front of everyone. Yeah, not good enough. No. Nah. So uh, what? Do you, what you've almost got to not that apologising is humiliating, but being so open and out in front of the same people, apologising to them and you. Yeah, at well, the same it's, un- time. it's uncomfortable for everyone. Mm. It's not just uncomfortable for the person that got hit. Yeah. And that's what I was saying. Most, How uncomfortable, uncomfortable was everyone there trying to figure out, is this part of the show or not? And then yeah. re- realising it's not. The poor guys that are accepting the, the next award, that's still going to be awkward as fuck for them too. They're going like, Absolutely. hang on, what has just gone down? Yeah. Am I meant to get up now and take the award? Like, this is yeah. weird. Can I just say something? What about the people that are posting online when they hear about the apology? Oh, when is Chris Rock going to make his apology to Will Smith? What I'd like to say to those people is, have you ever fucking heard Ricky Gervais mm. at the Oscars? Yeah. What he said, Chris Rock, was so low-key and not that big of a deal, but none of those people criticising Rock would ever even consider yeah. criticising Gervais because that's, it's known that Gervais is so I lo- offensive. I love the way you pronounce that, by the way. He... he- had been sitting there doing um, Weinstein jokes, saying that everyone was kitty kitty fiddling with him. Like yeah. he did heaps of that shit on stage, and everyone's laughing at it. And I'm like, that's fucked up. But it's it's funny. It's what it's meant to be about. Yeah. Like you hire me to say really inappropriate shit so yeah. that everyone can giggle about it, and then we move on. It's not meant to be truth. And couldn't agree more. What have you got there? You you're googling. Nah, I was trying to find something. Didn't Ricky Gervais or Gervais, as you call him? And didn't you say the same word twice? You said didn't Ricky Gervais. Or it's, Gervais. it's Gervais, but people say Gervais. Hey, what did I say? Gervais? Yeah. I, I say it, Gervais, oh, but it's in, Gervais. As in Gervais. Gervais or Gervais? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's Gervais. It's like Della Matessi and Della Bacassin or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. But you know what the thing I like about... <laughs> oh, fucking God. Like, the thing I like about <laughs> Ricky... Better. The thing I like about Ricky is he takes the piss out of himself as well. Yeah, I know. It's not all about other people. Yeah. Like, it was paying out... How short and fat he is. Yeah, and the invention of lying and how bad that film was, even though it was kind of... I really liked it. I actually really liked it too. I've got it on DVD. <laughs> no, I thought he said something about, like, um, you know... If I was up there, I would have been making a joke about her boyfriend or something. Yeah. It was like a real stick. Yeah, he went a step further and he wasn't even there or involved. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, do you think the 10-year ban for Will Smith's um, on par? Do you think his award should have been taken? I think I think 10 years, honestly, is a, a nice statement just to say, Will, that's not on. Mm. And anyone that wants to slap someone at the Oscars, if, don't even think twice about it next year. If, <laughs> if you think you're going to slap someone, yeah, you, you're no, not going to do it. I'm glad, he kept, my I'm glad he kept the award, though, because I think stripping someone of an award, Well, if you're the best at it, you're the best at it. But ha- if you're a piece yeah, of shit, then yeah, point. maybe no one, more. One more point. Harvey Weinstein hasn't been stripped of his award. And he's a fucking rapist. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. so what happens next year, right? We get to the award ceremony. Jada rocks up with a duffel bag with Will Smith in it. He comes out and slaps someone again. It's all over. Wow. I'd love to That's see the security guard runs in and tackles him. I'd love to see like a little gag that they do to make fun of it. But now that Will's banned for 10 years, I can't see Some it. of the late, late night talk shows were doing that. Yeah. So like um, pe- comics were coming on to do their bit, but with a helmet on, just going, just in case Will Smith's in the audience. <laughs> like, oh. It was like made fun of. It was pretty good. You yeah. guys both know that my wife, and I'm assuming her circle of friends, has quite strong feelings about Will Smith. Yeah, like sexually or 
they're, they're just uh, complete opposite. They they hate him. Yeah. So don't know if you saw recently, but there was a uh, post on social media. A couple of things are starting to come out about him. So this whole idea that he's actually a douchebag and he's a Scientologist freak and blah blah blah, it's starting to gain a bit of momentum. Jesus, what the fuck what was the that? Fuck was oh, that? It's one of the cats. Never mind. Continue. Oh, that's the cat parkouring off the wall. He does that. Yeah. Oh my god! A cat's just doing a few backflips. A couple of videos that came out recently. One of them is he planned this big 40th birthday party for Jada, mm-hmm. and all along she's saying, "I don't want a big birthday party. I don't want a big birthday party. Just something low key." My family, friends, blah, blah, blah. And then he was like whinging about it on this talk show going, I went all out. I hired Whitney Houston to sing. I hired this. I made it so big and it was going to be my crowning moment organising this amazing birthday. And then the party came along and she's like, I didn't want it. And it's like, yeah, but she told you she didn't mm. want it the whole time. Just this massive ego. And then another one came out recently where someone was filming him. I assume it was her. And saying, oh, blah, 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 something. And he's like, don't you dare film me without my permission. My social media is my bread and butter. And if you start putting videos of me up online when I'm not ready and I'm not interested in talking, there's going to be price to pay. Like, he's just a psycho. I mean, that's a fair point. I I agree with him there. If you're not in the mood, don't don't put me on, Mm. especially if it's your partner, fucking respect that. But don't threaten them. No, you don't sure. agree? Oh, I don't know. I think it's a bit over the top. Look, I think that if you saw everyone's true side that's famous, like in real life, a lot of people would be fucking shocked. Mm. I think, And that's the thing as well. When you meet a lot of these people in the street, people expect them to be in a great mood, mm. willing to talk, willing to sign everything for you. Yeah. Sometimes people are having a shit day. They well, don't want to do that. A lot of people say if you have, um, if you know someone famous that you truly love and you're a huge fan, Never ever try to meet them in real life because if you meet them at a bad time or they they'll let you down you and they let you down, could you imagine how hard that would be? You you follow someone their whole religiously life and then they meet you and they're just like, No, nah, I don't have the time. That would absolutely break you. So well, avoid that shit. We got an age old question. Unless it's Tom Hanks, because Tom Hanks is pretty sick. He's a nice guy. I love Tom Hanks. It's, it's a good guy. segue. To our next segment, yeah. which is, is a one-week-only segment called Who Would You Take to Dinner? Oh, yeah, love that. So I've been asked this a few times in my life. It's huge. It's the old, if you could take three famous people to dinner, dead or alive, who are you taking and why? Yeah. And I I'm, I'm, might have changed over the time, but right now I've got a solid three. That would be my, my bread and butter. How many of them are alive? All of them, actually. Yeah? Mm. Okay. Hit um, us with it. Oh, I, I want to go last, I think. No, no. This was your idea. You're going first and you're committing. Okay. I, you're not going to care about any of these, but people will. Don't look at my thing. That's a cheater. Even though I'm going to tell you in a second. <laughs> this isn't a quiz. Hey. Okay. All right. Though. First one would be Elon Musk because he's a fucking genius. Oh, okay, cool. So he would have a plenty to say and give you a few ideas. Yeah, tell me what's going on with yeah. all his new inventions about Mars, about his boring company, about his... Would, fucking- e- would Elon control the conversation at the dinner table? Like... These other two guys, would they be the ones controlling or? No. Like, are you and Elon listening? Elon's, I reckon, a little bit introverted, but he's confident. Yeah. So that's weird. So, yeah. I don't know. That'd be good. That'd be my number one. Number two would be Jeremy Wade. You know, any idea who that is? No. Absolutely not. Is, is this bloody some uh, cryptocurrency fucking lunatic? No, nah, actually, this guy's a professional fisherman. <laughs> 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 Have you ever seen River Monsters? No. This guy travels the world and catches the biggest fucking fish 
in the biggest rivers all over the world. And he's got about uh, eight or nine seasons. I love his work. I'd love to get in and be like, what? tell me everything about everything. I need to know because I love my fishing. So that's my number two. Number three. <laughs> you guys are going to fucking laugh. This is the crypto guy. Nah. Ron Idles would be my number three. Who's that? Did you say Skittles? No, nah, no. Nah, Ron Idles. Okay. Uh, he's the best detective Australia has ever had. Out of 320 cases, he sold 316. This guy's a fucking genius and he thinks outside the box. I just love to just sit there and get inside his brain and pick out some I reckon fucking... you guys have your dinner, have five drinks and it was a mask. Go ahead and start fighting and start punching on and your whole dinner party would fall apart. Yeah, I just I love detectives. I love the whole thing about it, their strategies, their little things they do to work things out. I think it'd be great. Okay, I've gone three. Um, the first one is Jack Nicholson. One Ooh, of okay. my favourite actors in plenty of good movies, but I know he's a really, really good talker, mm-hmm. an extrovert, and he would have plenty to say. Heaps of good stories about how many women he slept with, so you'd hear really fun stories about, you know, I took this girl home, <laughs> and yeah, that's my Jack Nicholson <laughs> impersonation. The second one, bad, really. Robin Williams. Oh, it's a great one. Now, yeah. Robin, he's passed away. I love him. I love all his movies. I've, out of Let's just say he's been in... There's 20 movies that I've seen him in. I reckon I've loved 18 of them. Mm. Like, his strike rate is amazing. So, well done, Robin. Third one, you gave me this idea before the podcast, and out of respect, I have to mention it, Shane Warne. So, Warney, such a good talker. Everyone that's met him always raves about him. I think he would be the leader at the table. So, Jack and Robin would rock up thinking, like, they're awesome, and Robin being there, even though he's dead, that would be pretty crazy in the first place warney <laughs> would control the conversation yeah, he's also dead that's so a that's great crazy. three by the yeah, way and that, yeah good point See, if, and if, everyone would react like hang on who's this like chubby aussie guy like upstart and i just sit there and go hey guys and they'd be like yeah and i just listen if i couldn't have my three i wouldn't be disappointed with your three i'd love it just as much that's yeah. a great three okay Rick, right. no pressure because we've fucking mounted it on you <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't really care about this at all. So these are mine. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking um, Michael Jordan or Ricky Ponting. So for someone from a sporting background, just yeah. complete gun, top of their game. Okay. Um, I've heard Ricky Ricky Ponting talk a lot and seen Ricky, MJ's doco. Ricky is the best public speaker I've ever heard. Yeah, he's so good. Yeah, everything he says, you like, even if it's wrong, you're like, yeah, that's probably right. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Gun. I just <laughs> both of those people. If you want to pick their brains about. Their sport, they are such just clinical experts. Yeah. Very good. Um, this one I was a bit torn about. So I, I'm saying here Maddie Matheson, who's the YouTube chef, Maddie Matheson. Yeah, okay. you've spoken about him before, haven't you? He's he's hilarious. I watched one of his videos t- the, today, his newest video, and I was just – I couldn't stop smiling and just giggling, and it was just so much fun. Mm. However, I have met him once before at a dinner in the city at Shiboshu or Sh- whatever you call that bloody joint. Mm. And he was jet lagged, and he wasn't. He wasn't the same up, <gasps> peppy, upbeat. He wasn't nasty or anything like that. He was just fucked. He was just he was flat, yeah. you know. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, I'd like another chance in a better setting where he's keen to talk and be funny and whatever. Brilliant. And then my last one is Burt McCracken, who's the lead singer of my favourite song because you told me pick your favourite band. Singer. That's cool. Do you know what? For someone who didn't really care about that, Respect. you did a lot of caring. Yeah, you put a lot but of thought. Nah, in. there's there's a lot of love that goes into that list. I can tell. Who's an honourable mention that didn't make your three? 
I've got one. Yeah, I've got, got one. Picked. I don't want to make anyone cry though, but my granddad was one of the best talkers and one of the people that I loved the most. That oh, that's I special. could have had the best conversation with no matter what the time. He loved his cricket, loved his sport. So when I thought of Shane Warne, I thought, should I mention my granddad here? He was fourth on the list, and he would 100% be there because... Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, that's, that's really no, sweet. No matter the conversation... It's probably the nicest thing you've ever said. I know, I know. Anyone that came into the room, he would always give them so much respect, and he would always ask about them, and he would always be interested in what they had to say. Good so man. he would be... My, my fourth was Gordon Ramsay, but he can fuck off after hearing that. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, Gordon's great. <laughs> Gordon's fucking funny. I'd, I'd love Gordon as well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, me too, actually. That's Bingo. a good Do you think that good list... Call. Everyone's list would change in 10 years' time, though. I of was going to change it while you guys were talking. Yeah, right. There's something else. I can't remember it now because I have the you know, short-term memory of a goldfish. At the <laughs> HFL, uh, in the footy budget, they um, interview like a player and they have their list. And one of the questions is, dead or alive, who would you invite to dinner? So oh, right. it is a popular question. Yeah, there you go. And you get a lot of interesting stuff. Mm. Can, I, of- can I just say, I don't think we ever brought it up, but and I told you guys this while it was happening, a lot of emotions. Shane Warne's uh, memorial, which was on Wednesday night a couple of weeks ago, mm. I have never cried so much to watching anything on TV in my life. It, that, it shocked me because I uh, I didn't feel any emotion watching it at all. I did. I was like, I, I cried. Mm. Yeah, like, I didn't think it was like a happy time. I just was. Yeah. Not one point did I get like sobby. I was like, uh. but before his kids talked. My recording cut out, so I didn't get to see probably the most emotional part. I I think it's it's got to a lot of Australians. In mm. a big way. Yeah, I think you've got a cold, dead heart. But the other part of it is that I just think, for, for me, personally, it was that whole thing of, like, parents, kids, and not – it wasn't actually even the part when his kids were talking that got to me. It was before that when all his mates were talking and just how much everyone loved him. He fucking touched a lot of people, oh, didn't he? Jesus yeah. Christ. And sometimes I was, like, happy crying. Sometimes I was sad crying. Happy crying is a great cry. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. that's the best cry you want. Many emotions. All right. Now, moving on to another stupid question, but it's something that everyone experiences. I don't even know what you call it, but I call it what's your most common time time, right? Uh, yeah, this has been on my mind the whole podcast. <laughs> i got a big one for you. Okay, so what I, I, I mean... It, I think it's like, you guys know what it is. I've got two. Oh, okay. I've got to explain this to people. So what I'm talking about is... What is the time that you always see when you check the time? So it could be always 12.12 or it could be like 12.01 or 9.47. You always see it and be like, fuck, it's that time again. Did you All say right. 9.11? I probably did. It's, it's 9.11 for me. Yeah, I now, see it heaps too. You know how obsessed I've been with 9.11 and the docos and you know what happened, what didn't happen? I swear to God, I see that time more than any time. But something you've got to realise is I'm looking out for that time. Yeah, yeah. It registers with you. It means something to you. And I, I've probably seen 11, 16 the same amount of times, but I don't acknowledge it. But that's what I'm interested in, ones that shouldn't make any sense yeah. and ones that stick in your mind. I've got, a good, I've got a good fact for you. Someone might say, oh, well, you could say you've seen 4.36 wrong because at 4.36 a.m. you're asleep, unless it's me on Saturday night, the other, the other night, right? So you have more chance of seeing 9.11 because you've got the a.m. and the p.m. opportunity. Mm. But... 4.36, 3.32 or whatever, you don't. So there are certain times that you'll see more than others. Yeah. I, I actually see a 24-hour time at work all the time. Like every time I check the clock, it's 15.03. All the fucking time. So you've got you've, yours is 3.03. Yeah. Yeah, but in 24-hour time and yeah. it's only at work. So that's the one that sticks out for me. 
When I first moved to Adelaide, it was at a stage where I was listening to a lot of Nova and I always used to see the time as 919 and I was like, oh, I've got to listen to Nova, 91.9. Well, that would make you turn the radio on. I was just like, I have to Yeah. Wow. That means something to someone. But the other one that I more recently, I'm talking in the last six months, and this is one that I can't remember who it was. I think it was my brother was seeing some bird or something, and this apparently it's a, a big thing. Eleven eleven, yeah. The time eleven eleven, yeah, yep. Heaps of people see it. Heaps of people before are like, they go to bed. Oh, it's like a really special thing if you're both looking at the clock at eleven eleven or some shit. But at the moment, I'm seeing it a lot, and I'm just like eleven eleven, uh, whatever. Yeah. But I'm look seeing up, it. You look out for it, and then it's like, yeah, yeah. But, but you're right, though. You look at the yeah. time all the time, and you're always seeing different times. It's just the ones that you're like, oh, mm. that's the time. Yeah. Wow. You know, three, the- three is that maybe a quiet time when you're working where you have time to look at the? It's a yeah. After like I've got through majority yeah. of my stuff, it's all like a calm of dance day. <laughs> so it's like lunch, and then the end of the day, and then that's a quiet period, maybe, and you have more time to like look at the clock. Yeah, I'd just, and, and I'd then, just stare at the clock all day. I just focus at fifteen oh three. At fifteen oh two, you're like, "Oh, it's going to happen again." <laughs> Phone rings, and he's like, picks it up and puts it straight back down. It's like we're going to make this a thing. Yeah, you know, you know the, that busy. <laughs> the age old thing of like checking the time but not actually looking at the time. I've been doing that fucking heaps lately too. Like, oh, I'm getting so bad. Like, I'm picking my phone up, looking at it, looking at it. I'll do it three times before I'm actually taking in the actual time. So fucking bad. Oh, anyway, um, let's right. go. Second to last thing, this is my comment about oh, things yeah. that shouldn't exist. Now, and sorry, take that back. Not ever, but just in the current day and age. Mm. So I'll give you one that you guys don't need to worry about, but I do. Things that shouldn't exist. Reusable nappies. Of if your kid not. shits in a piece of cloth, that thing shouldn't go through the wash and shouldn't be put back on the kid. That doesn't need to exist. That, there thing are is, that thing is done. Fucking disposable nappies that you should be using. What about skid marks and undies? Is that not the same thing? Ooh, no, because no, it's not a full shit. So what's the difference? If you do a full shit in your pants, you need to put those pants in the bin. Yeah, but one if is... If you do a skid mark, it's just like you've... A little fluff and a little bit of extra came out. One oh. is like fabric and the other is like... It's a nappy, like... Can tear that. You need to throw it away. Like, hey, what are those? I, I don't know the lingo here. Is there a special name for those? Um, they're not a nappy, but you use them as a nappy and you wash them as kids. What are they called? Reusable like, nappy. Is that diaper? Is there another name for them though? No, yuck is the other name for them. Oh, okay, so, <laughs> so you've, your parents never used that with you? No, I can't remember. Can you <laughs> no. remember what nappies you used to wear? Um, no, no, you can't. No. Anyway, reusable nappies shouldn't exist. Something that shouldn't exist more is something I saw, I don't know why I'm getting targeted with these ads. <laughs> oh, shit. I was on Instagram the other day, I was flicking through, and then all of a sudden this thing, thing comes up saying, Hannah pads, reusable sanitary napkins for women. Oh, really? If you bleed profusely on something, you should not use that again. Oh, no. How does that work? Like, it's Or do you like, go to the sink and squish it out like a sponge? And then oh, just, no. Yeah, yes. Are you joking? Well... You probably you soak it or you what run it under a tap and then you put it in the washing machine and then you put it back in. Wow. De- I don't know about that. Disgusting. That needs more information oh, for me. So I, I hope understand. no feminists are listening. God damn it. Crazy. No hippies. I, <laughs> yeah. I actually saw a tick. No one that smokes weed. Hopefully. 
We no, I'm not going to mention that. You can stay. If you smoke weed, you can stay yeah. and listen more. Actually, I will say that. I saw a TikTok uh, two days ago of a lady that was putting period blood on her face that said it was really good for the skin. Uh, and her kid was being held on her hip next to her face. Oh, my so I don't know if it was real period blood, but it looked God. very real. Uh, and uh, TikTok would have looked at that and gone, yeah, no, that, that can stay on our platform. That's fine. Oh, but there's a man saving a dog from a train. Yeah, that needs to go. Mm. Yeah. Good on you, TikTok. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Engagement's at an all-time high. All right. Well, they're real facts about uh, TikTok, but I've got some better facts. Oh, there's a reason you don't do the segues. <laughs> That's a shocker. What? That's good for that. Was a good time. Six out, six out of ten. All right. Wonder. As long as it's over at two, that works. If you're feeling lonely, Mark, in the next few weeks, months, years, here's something you might want to know. Yeah. Rwanda has the highest percentage of. Oh, no. This fucking is definitely not. <laughs> What have you done? What have you done? I've read two facts today, (laughs) and this one isn't the one I was thinking of. So this has got nothing to do with you. Rwanda has the highest percentage of women in parliament. (laughs) Currently, women occupy 61% of the seats in the Rwandan parliament. (laughs) Previously, they would only let a maximum of 20 seats be held by women, but now... There's a historical 49 of the 80 seats filled by women because female dominate the total population. So if you're ever Great. lonely, you can go over there and get a woman. Fuck yeah. <laughs> that literally is politics a... Mark could not give a fuck about. Oh, Rwanda, and he's not a woman. Hotel in Rwanda, great movie. All right, moving on. <laughs> okay. Um, now, I looked up the total in, in a week, but I thought, why not make it harder for you guys and let's talk about a year. How many times does a human being urinate in one year? Number. Okay. Have a bit of time to think about it. I'm going to go five, four, three, two, one, and you're going to say the number, and whoever's closest wins. All right. I'm going five, four. Oh, hang on. Three. Hey, give me a second. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Get that phone away. You're not doing oh. any mathematic bullshit. Five, four, three, two, one. One thousand five hundred. Five thousand. One thousand five hundred. Rick Rick wins, but not by a does. whole lot. It's two thousand four hundred. Yeah, but you're not countering him uh, getting pissed all the time. Well, that's factored into it. Is it? Find out I piss like 11,000 times a year. Nah, 2,400. Okay, so it's six to seven times a day, right? So I did like 6.5 times 365. You roughly come to that number. That's pretty good. Rick wins, but your Mm. guess wasn't disgraceful. It was decent. Do you want to hear a story about wee-wees? Yeah, I'll I'll hear it. Um, So this is a Moss story. So... Moss is toilet trained now, which is great. No more nappies. He has a nappy on at night just in case, a bit of a fail safe. But he's running around and he goes, oh, oh, daddy, I've got to go to the toilet. So no worries, mate, off you go. And he's like, but I need some help. Anyway, so you go down there and you're really just like watching him, supervising. Mm. Anyway, takes his bloody pants down, sits on the toilet. And at the probably, I don't know, two weeks ago, he was in the habit of basically just sitting there. And because kids have smaller willies that don't have the grace of gravity dragging them down towards the bowl, oh, the no. piss just fucking goes straight out. Oh, so he's pissing. So I walked it down to the toilet one day and came in and he's like, I'm finished. And I came in and there was like piss all over the floor. And I was like, Moss, what's going on? 
You've weed all over the floor. And he's like, but I'm on the toilet. (laughs) Yeah, but there's piss all over the floor. That's not good behavior. Like, what are you doing? Anyway, he's got, like I've said to him, you need need to point your willy down and all that sort of stuff, which he's getting the grasp of. But the willy or the idea? No, he's doing it, right? Today, though, this was it just before dinner time tonight. He goes, I've got to go to the toilet. Goes to the toilet. And he's sitting there. And he points his willy down. He does his piss. And then kids, and I mean, let's be honest with ourselves. It stays with you as you get into an adult. You're always playing with your dick a little bit sometimes. And then he starts playing with his dick. But he's still just doing a little bit of like a leaky wee. So he's like lathering his hands in piss. (laughs) I'm like, mate, stop touching your willy. And he's like. Oh, but I'm sorry. And I was like, no, stop. Stop doing it. But I was sorry. And he's still touching it. And I was like, Turns to rain, man. stop touching your penis. Life of a dad. Oh, how do you stop that now? Uh, well, I hope it doesn't keep happening. Because if he, if he keeps going to the toilet and keeps pissing on his hands, it's not going to be little sultana nuggets on the floor you've got to watch out for. It's going to be anything that he touches after that. It's going to be covered in piss. Yeah, exactly. Oh, the anyway, tr- it's just it, like it's gross, but it's also a little bit cute. Yeah, it's fo- a little bit funny, actually. Do you have a little right. bit of a funny fact for us? Uh, oh, mine's not funny. All right. That'd be good. Okay. There are more than 1.4 billion insects for every human on the planet, according to recent oh, estimates. That's fucked up. It's a lot of things. So, what? For example, um,. Well, ants have colonised almost every landmass on Earth. Their population is 107 or 108 billion alone in comparison to 7 billion humans on, on Earth. I've I would have ne- thought that was more I've never ants heard of that. a fact in my life that sounds more made up, but I'm still believing it. Yeah. That's crazy. Do you know, it's not that I don't believe it. I do. I believe it. Hmm. There's lots of ants. But how do you calculate that? That's exactly what I was yeah. just going to say. Like, do, you, do you go to like three areas and count... A lot of insects in that area, and then just go. That's it. Then that's like we just that, times, times that. that by whatever. It's got to be better than that. Surely you got to do heaps more counting. It's, it's actually a good point because you would hear so many facts that you go, okay, all right, that that must be right. But then you think about it, and you go, how do human beings come to that conclusion? And the other number? thing is, if you're like measuring the surroundings of right here, right now, versus in the middle of the Amazon, obviously that's very different. There'll be yeah, like, like twenty thousand versus. Obviously, that's why we're not there counting it. But it's like stars. Yeah. Doesn't this spin you out? People are like, there's over six billion stars in the galaxy. And like, oh, he's there. Mm. You sat down and counted them all, did you? Mm. Like, how do you know? It's just a dumb number that someone's thrown out. But yeah, insects, weird. Mm. It is what it is. Just take Dustin Hoffman around and get him to go, there are approximately 365 ants in that. (laughs) Love it. Oh, love it. All right. Great film. I will see you there or I will see you on another time. That was very confusing. I don't know what, if you're going to come or not. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.